Welcome to the No BS Health and Happiness Podcast with me, your host, Amanda Kate. Women's coach and personal trainer, master mindset practitioner, timeline and hypnotherapist, with over a decade of helping women eliminate the blocks in their way of feeling amazing inside and out, I want to help you do the same. So I'm going to share with you life-changing, no BS straight talk to help you master your health and happiness. And welcome to another episode of the No BS Health and Happiness Podcast. I have a very special guest today, my beautiful friend, Jessica Lowe. Hello. (laughs) Um, Thank you so much for coming on and having this conversation with me. No worries. Thanks for having me. So we've been friends for a a while now, a long time, Mm -hmm. and we've also done quite a bit of work together around retreats and Mm -hmm been on this mission helping women to kind of really find themselves and and heal through their health and all of these sort of things which we've also lived ourselves as well so I know for you you've gone through your own transitions in life as we all have Mm -hmm. with business and moving from corporate world to you know this health world now and running your own business becoming a mum all of these things but also your own personal journey yeah and I guess the reason I felt like this conversation really needed to be had is because it's becoming more and more recognized now that breast implant illness is real. It is. <laughs> and sure it was for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. And it is a, it's a serious issue, but it's something that um, we're learning more and more about. Mm-hmm. And I know for yourself and the work that you do with women and the, and the women that you coach and with your nutrition club is that working on the root cause of people's health issues is where we're going to see the biggest lifelong change. Yeah. And so how did you know, what was the process for you to really connect to, hold on a second, something, there's something deeper wrong here. Yep. Because you're you've you've been on this health journey for forever, right? You're the healthiest person I know. Yep. <laughs> I guess for those that are listening, I'd love for you to share a little bit first of all, I guess, introduce a little bit more about what you do yep. now and, and what your world looks like now as a mum of two. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> what were the signs that something something deeper was going on for you? Okay, so I'm Jessica Lowe, I'm a diploma qualified nutritionist. I've been in the industry for almost eight years working one-on-one with clients in a nutrition clinic for seven years. Um, you know, I've done all the things, PT, uh, NLP coach, done so many courses on hormones and stuff. But really my experience comes down to that, you know, one-on-one with clients and always looking deeper. Um, and people obviously coming to me with all these clinical conditions or physical conditions, things that are coming from a root cause like we're talking about today. Um, and, you know, I kind of have grown a name to be well known for that person that will be sent a client that you know the standard protocols aren't really working Mm. there is something deeper there I've got a few GPs that are a bit more functional and a bit more holistic that send clients to me Um, and there's always something that's causing their issue or their problem I guess that Mm. they're experiencing so it's about asking some different questions um, rather than just the band-aid fix um, and as you say, getting to the root cause. Yeah. So for me, when I started to feel really crappy, I started to do all the things. Um, 
just for an example, you know, if you're experiencing pain and inflammation in the body as a nutritionist, one of the protocols we would do would be gluten and dairy free mm. because I have such good gut health. I've never really had to do that. But because I was experiencing pain and inflammation in the body, I went gluten and dairy free. I cut down alcohol. I could tell that my busy life was causing stress within the body. Mm. So I did all the protocols that I would for a client that was overstressed as well, like work with my nervous system. You know, we all know, well, we don't all know, but I did lots of things like learn to meditate, slowed down, stopped working at night, made sure I got eight hours sleep. Mm. My diet was always perfect, couldn't have really gotten much better. Drank all the water, slowed down with my physical exercise. Like I was doing all the things to feel better, yeah. but I my energy was being sucked dry from me. Mm. Something wasn't right. It got to the point where I was catching every cold. I was always sick. Um, and, you know, I guess it's always the story is like from the outside looking in, people mm. thought I was fine because I looked so healthy. Yeah. Um, but I was really struggling. Mm. Um, and I guess as a health professional, there became a little bit of, shame not to talk about the way that I didn't feel as good as I should have Mm. because I was doing all the things yeah and that makes you question everything so I guess I did start to slow down enough that I was looking deeper and I I kind of came across breast plant illness I also wasn't someone that kind of put it out there that I had these breast implants so Mm. you know I, I didn't get implants to get attention it was obviously part of my own confidence journey of why I got them but I yeah, I wasn't really someone that ever talked about having them. So to talk about the fact that I had this breast implant illness when most people didn't even know that I had implants in the first place yeah. was kind of like a big thing for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I went on a few of those online forums where people spoke about all of the things they were experiencing. For me, the most common one was, was brain fog, lack of energy, burn, I call it like burning hip syndrome. Yeah, you um, had like physical pain, pain and discomfort, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah especially around the hips. Um. I also had a lot of other traumas around sexual abuse that I worked through at the time, which probably was an influence to how I was feeling. But once I'd cleared all that and worked on that, um, these other physical problems were still there and I still wasn't 100%. You know, even in terms of fertility, my husband and I were struggling to fall pregnant. Yeah. All my hormone te- checks were fine. All my bloods were fine. I did see a few GPs and they were like, everything is fine. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with you. And then I had unexplained autoimmune antibodies come up in the blood test. And I said to the, you know, GP, well, that's not right. And she goes, don't worry about it. 80% of the population have that. And I was like, hang on a minute. Not me. <laughs> not me. Not I today. I not live like 80% of the population. <laughs> so that, you know, really kind of just stuck in the back of my mind for a long time. And I guess there was some... Um, a bit of work that I had to do on self-love to want to be able to get these implants removed, knowing, you know, obviously what the repercussions physically was going to be. Mm. So I had to work on that. But also in the mix of of life and COVID and everything that was going on in the world and the fact that we kept losing babies and not falling pregnant, I had a lot going on. Yeah. And then I just got to the point within my gut, within my own body's wisdom and intuition, the reason I wasn't feeling 100%, the reason we weren't falling pregnant, had to be because of these implants so I finally went back and saw my surgeon who I actually had put them in for me in 2014 and he said look you do have these textured implants they were recalled globally but not in Australia wow yeah how does that work so I exactly said why not in Australia and he goes look they looked into it and they believe that it's more harmful to have the explant surgery than it is just in case so we went through why are these 
why these implants in particular are being recalled. Yeah. So because of the texture coating on the actual implant, bacteria grows on the texture coating. So your immune system constantly goes into fight against this bacteria, mm. which is also why the longer you have the implants, the more your health will deteriorate because your immune system obviously gets tired because yeah. it's constantly in defense, which makes sense of why I was always getting sick yeah. when, like we just spoke about a few weeks ago when my baby wasn't sleeping and my husband and the baby had the flu, I'm up all night and I still didn't get it yeah. because now I'm so healthy Yeah, because my immune system is not compromised any longer. Oh, it can focus on what it needs to do. at hand, right? Yeah. yeah. And crazily enough, he, you know, the only way he said to me before I got them out that we can find out if you have this bacteria is to take them out and do a biopsy. And it came back, I had this bacteria. Wow. And my immune system was in fight and that yeah. all keeping me alive, essentially. Yeah. And the long-term repercussions of that as well is lymphatic cancer, right. which is really funny because that was the inflammation I was experiencing mm. was all of this, you know, toxic stuff in my body that my body is trying to fight off and essentially detoxify from. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So what a journey, right? Mm. And, you know, I think that people listening to this as well, I mean, there's so many of us. I'm going to – and this is probably going to be outlandish, right, but it's like – I feel like 90% of us, right, because we're all living unconsciously, Yep. right, 90% of our life we live via unconscious means, you know, things that we do automatically on, on autopilot. And um, so I feel like there's – and this is not a statistic, guys. This is just my own opinion. <laughs> but, like, I feel like at least 90% of us are living with certain experiences that don't feel great, but we have, and I did a podcast on this like a while ago, is that we, that we just tolerate yep. and we've, we've normalized them. You know, these experiences of like, you know, a lot of people would experience hip pain, right? Um, yep. tightness, in the, tightness in the hips, well, muscle yeah. tension, you know, muscle soreness, and, and they end up living with that because it's like, oh, well, you know, but I sit down all day, okay. it's just normal. normal, right? And so it makes me think, and I, I, I'm experiencing experiencing this myself. You know, I've got burnout and fatigue symptoms showing over these past two weeks as well, kids that don't sleep, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> but I do I do fully and I 100% believe that we are all unconsciously living with these symptoms of a deeper-rooted issue. Yep. And so I suppose for you, now that you reflect back, and obviously you had them in 2014. Mm-hmm. What were some of the, now that you can look back and go like, oh, wow, now that's probably when I first started experiencing symptoms of this illness. Yeah. What were those symptoms for you? So I think, again, it was all a bit mixed up for me because of having Emily, my first child, who's yeah. six. So I think the first few years there was not really much symptoms. Obviously the bacteria hadn't formed and wasn't populating, yeah. I guess. Um, and there was no issues. I've always been known my whole life as like an energetic bunny. Yeah. Um, but I got to the point where daily life was a real struggle. And I do remember this one time in particular, I was crying on the floor because I actually thought I had cancer. And I reached out to actually, uh, Dr. Peter Chen, who's a chiropractor. I've never worked with her personally, but she had seen my daughter. Mm. She's very holistic. And I was like, you know, what is going on? And like, I couldn't actually book in with her, which I wanted to because it was COVID at the time. And she just sent me a few messages and she was like, you don't have breast implants by any chance, do you? And, again, it was just another thing that reminded me 
to go back like yeah. for three years it was in the back of my mind that wow. it was that and it took that long for me to be like brave enough I guess to be like I've just got to get these out mm. I had had the ultrasounds and I had the MRIs and it was like there's nothing all normal doctors were like there's nothing showing there's nothing wrong with you it's yeah. in your head yeah. and I'm like no it's not in my head I don't feel right mm. and I instantly actually from waking up after the surgery felt better wow even my chest the breathing like yeah it was like they say, I weight lifted. Yeah. And so the time I had my surgery, I was ovulating and I actually fell pregnant. They said, don't have sex. At the- <laughs> Whoopsie. <laughs> don't have sex. You've just had major surgery. Celebrating time though, right? <laughs> yeah. And you're on the painkillers and blah, blah, blah. But to be honest, I didn't really need the painkillers and I hate taking drugs and yeah. medication because I know how bad it is for the gut. So I think I had the 24 hours of drugs and that was it. I was off it and I was feeling so good even though I was recovering from this major surgery. My husband and I made love. Yeah. And we fell pregnant. Wow. And now I don't. Hello, little Isaac. He's <laughs> sitting on me in his sleeping bag because he won't go to sleep. Um, he's here. And Amazing. Yeah. And like I, I struggled so much with the newborn phase of my daughter because I was so tired and obviously my body was overworking. Yeah. And overcompensating for these implants. Now with Isaac, it's a completely different story. And I've got two kids yeah. and I'm older. I mean, I'm, I'm almost 40 yeah. and I feel better than I did with her Yeah. in my early 30s Yeah. because of those bloody implants. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. So I guess this leads me to the message, I guess, of this episode. And, you know, I feel like even even if you feel so connected to your body, like there's there's certain there's certain experiences through life I feel that we have disconnected and become dissociated from our bodies. Yeah. So many different traumatic experiences or significant emotional events where we've been taught or conditioned to ignore or suppress or repress our experience or certain you know, even just emotions, you know, which are a felt sense and we've been we've been taught to kind of ignore them right and so I guess even even those of us like you and I who are very connected to our bodies and we listen to them and and things that even those of us that are highly skilled we still have that conditioning to kind of work through and truly lean into trusting our body Mm -hmm. and paying attention to it do you feel that yeah 100% and I think as healthcare professionals it is our job to help clients trust Mm. themselves and tap back into that intuition and maybe not take that western medical path i'm not saying it's bad or wrong all the time but you know there sometimes isn't a quick fix you have to do the work you have to look a little deeper you have to trust yourself Mm. and fix the problem yeah yeah and would you say for you even obviously you know the reason the reason that you got those implants in the first place do you feel now that you've kind of done so much work on yourself mm. and obviously now you've had the explant, when you look back on the version of yourself that had them in in mm. the first place, was that a part of you that was dissociated from her body and that she felt she needed to kind of, I don't know, cope or compensate in some so way? It's funny asking this question because I was just thinking the other day about how I've changed over the years from my 20s to my 30s to now. Yeah. Um, and I actually, in my twenties, I was probably my most confident I'd ever been, but my confidence wasn't coming from a face place of physical confidence. Yeah. It was coming from, I was just really happy with who I was. Mm. Um, and it's, 
this is this actually dawned on me just a couple of days ago. It was like a light bulb moment. Mm. So the reason I think I really changed with my my confidence was because of when I went on my kitchen rules, mm. which is ten years ago now. So I filmed in two thousand and thirteen. Um, sorry, we filmed in yeah two thousand thirteen, and it aired two thousand twelve to thirteen. Anyway, the implants were a byproduct of this. Yeah. So I was cast as a villain and I was cast to be this real cocky person mm. and it was just the way I was edited and I was cast. So I decided like, yeah, I was, I was. it just made me a shadow of myself. Mm. I didn't want to put myself out there anymore. I felt embarrassed to be proud or confident. Um, I deleted social media. I changed my name on Facebook. I didn't talk about my, um, you know, my achievements or anything because I'd been made to look like this real cocky asshole. Yeah. And then I really felt like I had nothing to be proud of that I kind of almost went on a backflip and started putting my pride and my confidence into the way I looked instead. Yeah. Um, but it was almost like this underlining you're not good enough uh, thing that I had unconscious belief that I had yeah. formed from the trauma of being on this TV show Yeah. because it's so not reality. Mm. Um, and, you know, Channel 7 knew what they were doing. They picked me from a mile away. Yeah. And I remember after filming when I was uh, evicted from the show, they offered me um, to see a psychologist because they knew how they were going to cast me right. before it even went on TV. And I was like, so, I was like, I don't want anything to do with you guys. No, thanks. Mm. And, I, you know, I look back now and I'm like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. And it did affect me and it has changed the person that I am now. I mean, obviously I've come out the other side of that, but I do actually believe that the reason I also got so obsessed with the physical appearance was because of the way I was portrayed on TV and I felt like I wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it all came from that. And I think it's taken me 10 years to heal from that. Yeah. And again, it's another thing, you know, like it's all a trauma response. That's right. And, you know, you know, talk about, and I obviously work with clients a lot. We're always adapting to life. We're always adapting to our environment and our experiences and whether they're traumatic or not. Right. And so, you know, thank you for sharing that because society, that's a prime example of how society is kind of cast can cast a role onto us unwillingly. You know, it's like, I didn't want that. That's not who I am. Yeah. And we all, we almost, yeah, we have to shadow aspects of ourselves in that time to cope and that was your coping mechanism, right? Well, it's not safe to be proud of myself yeah. or being proud of myself means I'm arrogant or I'm cocky or mm. it's cast as its negative, negative aspect. And so, you know, I think that's so powerful just just connecting to that. That was your root cause, mm. you know, of that insecurity. Yep. And obviously now that you've healed through that, do you feel like without all the work that you've done, because I know all the work that you've done, <laughs> without all the work that you've done on your healing journey and obviously moving past that insecurity and now having your own successful business and you, you know, you shout it to the rooftops and you're so passionate, do you feel like you would have been able to follow through with the explant if you hadn't had moved past those insecurities? Oh, not at all. Um, yeah, a big part of getting it, the explant was loving myself. Yeah. And I'll never forget the, kind of the second day after the surgery when the painkillers had worn off and I obviously didn't keep taking them. Mm. I looked at myself in the mirror. I was all bandaged up. I literally had no boobs. And because yeah. I'm still kind of breastfeeding, I still don't really know what my boobs are going to be like. Yeah. But I looked at myself and I burst into tears and I'm going to cry now because it was the first time that, <laughs> that I had loved myself 
unconditionally. Yeah. And I loved myself enough to be like, I'm going to get these out. And I basically did choose my health over my vanity. Yeah. Um, and also the other thing is I'm a mum, right? And I've got a beautiful daughter who's so confident and cocky. <laughs> and I hope no one ever takes that away from her. But, yeah. I mean, she'll live her own life and learn her own lessons. But I don't. I didn't want her to ever think that I had to get breast implants to feel like I was good enough. Yeah. And obviously she's only young, so she, we don't have to have those conversations. But, yeah, just like just to love myself just for who I am. Mm. It, yeah, it was a real journey and it's a, it's a beautiful thing. And that does come down to the stuff that you do yeah. and even that I do but not much because I don't want to. But, <laughs> like, yeah, NLP and I guess um, neuro-linguistic neuro programming is about those unconscious beliefs and I had those unconscious beliefs of not being worthy enough and not being good enough and then went and tried and found these external things to make me feel like I was good enough without mm. consciously thinking about it. Yeah. And really, I just needed all of myself at the end of the day. But yeah. there was a lot of work that had to be done to get to that place. And, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten there if I hadn't done all of the things. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. What a journey, hey? Yeah. And I think what a beautiful moment for you to look in the mirror and just be like, wow. Yeah, I was like, me. welcome back to the itty bitty titty community. Yeah! <laughs> I love that. I love that because... For most of my life, I did not. I was an itty bitty titty bitty too. You know, I didn't have boobs until I had my Madeline. She, you know, and Madeline and Emily at the same age. And so I feel you with that, you know. And even now, like, I've only just started, you know, we, I've only just weaning off, you know, my second daughter. And the boobs are kind of retreating back. And it's, it's amazing how comfortable we feel with what used to make us insecure when you go through your healing journey. You know, yeah. the things that... I was teased and I was bullied for yeah. as a teenager, you know, being flat chested. They too. called me surfboard and, you know, I would no boys would like me. And and now I'm just like, oh, just I love my small boobs, yeah. you know? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess to wrap this episode up, because these episodes are always designed as punchy, you know, punchy episodes of inspiration and learnings. Um, yeah. What would, and I, you know, I, I teach so much about just being so curious, like be mm. always be curious. Like, how is it that I'm experiencing it? Or, you know, if you're being really healthy and you're doing all the right things, but you're not feeling hundred percent asking and being curious, like, how is it possible? I don't feel vibrant energy yet. So my, I suppose my tip for, um, you know, really leaning in and, and getting to the root cause of what you're experiencing is just always being curious, mm. but for the listeners and for those that are listening that you know, maybe are experiencing these symptoms that have normalized them, made them, you know, to have been tolerating them. What are your words of wisdom and advice to kind of encourage them to get a little deeper? Yep. So definitely start with the curiosity and then do the work. Be prepared to make the changes. If you don't, then be prepared to live with it for the rest of your life. Um, yeah. At the end of the day, we are the ones that are, I suppose, in the driving seat of our life. Mm. Um, and we decide what... Sorry, I'm just trying to stop my son <laughs> Don't from get basically <laughs> chewing the cord and dying. Um, <laughs> it's distracting me. Yeah, so be curious. Do the work. Yeah. If someone says something to you that doesn't actually feel or sound right and you know in your gut that it's not the right thing mm. for you, um, research. Yeah. The information's out there. Yeah. Um, and don't, yeah, don't take no for an answer. Just keep looking for the right practitioner, oh. the right person that will support you, the right coach. Yeah. 
you know, it's and the same with nutrition, the right diet. Like I do never recommend the same thing for anyone no. twice. Everything yeah. is unique. We're all unique. Our traumas are unique. Our beliefs are unique. Yeah. Our experiences are unique. Do the fucking work. Be curious and live the life that you want to live. Mm. I love that. And I love like be prepared to do the work. I think that's so such an important message because the work isn't always pretty. Like it's actually, it can be hard because you've got to lean into aspects that you're probably, that you probably have been avoiding for a long time. And I know for you and your journey, you know, you, you touched on, um, you know, having sexual abuse and working through that trauma. You know, that was an aspect that you'd spent so much of your life avoiding. Yeah, over 20 years, right. I ignored it. And so part of this transition for you of really healing into that root cause, really embodying your true self and embodying your health was leaning into that trauma, right? Mm-hmm. And I guess from a trauma coach and from, you know, a therapist that wants to help you get to your root cause, the message here is like those things that you have experienced in your life, whether you like it or not, it has made an unconscious imprint on who you are today. And it's either supportive or it's not supportive, you know. And I think that we'd be foolish to ignore those significant events in our life um, because let's face it, the way that we're coping now more than likely isn't really supporting us to feel our best, be our happiest, um, you know, at, attract all of the beautiful relationships we want in our life or the health that we want to feel, experience. Feel free. Like, yeah. Feel joy. Yeah. The amount of times that your yeah unconscious like beliefs and stuff can hold you back from absolutely just feeling joy on such a level. Like mm. the joy I felt that day when I looked at myself in the mirror for loving myself, like I can't even explain it. Yeah. And you, you hear people might get that experience from when they've lost weight or when they accepted that they're genetically going to be maybe bigger with a bigger butt and hips, whatever it might be. Yeah. Like it's worth it's worth that work that you need to do to feel mm. your best because yeah as hard as that process is what you get at the end is definitely worth it yeah amazing thank you so much thanks for having me thanks for joining us and for those of you that are listening you can find Jessica Low on Instagram if you want to share your Insta handle and also um, the Nutrition Club as well because it is seriously worth every penny sure thank you um. So you get, can find me on Instagram at Jessica underscore low, L-O-W-E underscore coaching. Uh, most of my stuff's on there, a bit of personal and business. Um, and for business only is happy underscore healthy underscore nutrition AU. And you will find links there for my nutrition club, which is all about inspiring you to eat really well. Um, keeps good nutrition simple. And we have macro meal concepts because like I said, there's no such thing as one size fits all. Mm-hmm. And I'll educate you on what's best. Beautiful. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, I'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you found today's episode enjoyable, if it was helpful, supportive, please share it with all your favorite people. But most of all, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite channel. And until next time, I'll see you soon.